Welcome back to another 5-Minute Friday on Bed Letter. I am your host, Christian Ashelman, and this is the podcast where we chat a bit about our psycho-human brains, a little about our loony human behavior, and a lot about how it all fits together. If you know someone who you think might enjoy the show, please feel free to share, and don't forget that we have the monthly newsletter, access to the community Discord server, and some pretty sweet Patreon donation benefits over on my website, cashelman.com. If you want updates about the show, you can follow me on Instagram, at cashelman as well. That's at C-A-S-H-L-I-M-A-N. So, we are here on our second 5-Minute Friday. Apologies for the 9-Minute 5-Minute Friday last week. Uh, sometimes that's just, you know, that's just how it goes. So today we're going over some new research that has recently been published in the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin. The research looks specifically at the correlation, keyword, keyword here, correlation between poor self-control and lingering feelings of loneliness. Research has been done for decades on factors that affect loneliness, both in increasing and decreasing it, but one of the major players when it comes to this this fickle little emotion is, is personality, which is where the aspect of poor self-control comes in. So, this research was conducted by Olga Stavrova and company out of Tilburg University in the Netherlands, and according to their findings, failures of self-control can have serious social ramifications, leading to ostracism and eventually loneliness. The first study they completed used longitudinal survey data from 2,710 participants. Again, all in the Netherlands. That's important to keep in mind as well. They didn't diversify here too much. It was all in the Netherlands. Uh, the group looked at one point in time, seeing how much the participants agreed with statements like, I am good at resisting temptation uh, for the self-control condition, and or I have a sense of emptiness around me for the loneliness condition. A similar study, in conjunction with this one, had participants journal every day of the week detailing how lonely they felt or how often they were inclined to give in to temptation. Now, the correlation they found here for both studies was, of course, that someone with low trait self-control is typically more likely to be lonely or experience some form of loneliness, right? So they went one step further. They tested whether or not low self-control is actually indicative of being untrustworthy. I love how, with some research, it just chains off like this. One one question leading into another and into another again. And I, I mean, that's the fun of it. That's what makes all of this so interesting. All of it, you know, the idea that it's not a destination. There's not a stopping point, right? It's, it's, there's always bigger and better questions. But anyway, so to test trustworthiness, the researchers had people read a story about a person who either gave into their temptation to purchase an expensive smartphone that they didn't need or resisted the temptation altogether. And sure enough, they found another correlation between a person's poor self-control and their likelihood of being ostracized. So really it just becomes a a vicious loop. A person can exhibit low self-control, causing them to be ostracized, resulting in them being lonely, which feeds back into them having a lack of self-control. (laughs) <laughs> oh my days, it's brilliant. Brilliantly terrible. <laughs> brilliantly terrible. So so why does this happen? What's going on here? The researchers put forward that the increase in social ostracism due to a lack of self-control in a way makes sense. Um, in an example they gave, they say, you might be more likely to be faithful to a partner or cooperate at work in a game if you have higher self-control which could make you seem more desirable as a friend, partner, or social contact. Uh, 
it's interesting to me to consider what aspects of physical behavior might fall into that self-control category, or at least the category where others may see you as a more desirable person. Because as it says, if someone exhibits a lack of self-control and we unconsciously or, or consciously disassociate with that person, wouldn't it be true that if we exercise a healthy amount of self-control, we would be seen as stronger, more desirable social beings? The first circumstance that I thought of uh, for this would be in the simple act of, uh, and yes, I mean act of listening, right? I've always heard and felt like personally for me that listening is one of the fastest ways to get in good with someone, right? Like, you know, one of the best ways to build a relationship. But I always think that listening at times can take a lot of self-control. And running with this idea from the research, I just wonder if somehow that plays a role in something as simple as listening, right? I mean, I feel like I notice when someone really listens to what I have to say, and I don't often forget those situations. I typically value them quite a lot, to be honest. And while some of that is happening unconsciously, there is a fair bit that, I mean, for me at least personally, I feel like I'm aware of. I mean, not only that, I feel like people who are high trait in self-control are also usually pretty reliable people. They are individuals who typically are willing to sacrifice their present moment for some sort of future gain. I, I guess isn't that kind of the main idea behind self-control in the first place, right? There has to be something to gain from exercising it. Otherwise, there would be no reaction in this study. There would be no benefit, no nothing. I mean, if anything, this research, in a sense, kind of shows that having some kind of routine or rule set for yourself literally propels you in society and, and, and within yourself, right? And so there are a lot of really interesting directions uh, research like this could go, and it brings out so many good questions, I think. But that is all the time we have for today's 5-Minute Friday. But if you've enjoyed listening, be sure to follow Bedletter on whatever platform you prefer. If anything from today's episode sparked a thought, feel free to share that in either the community Discord server, on my blog, or on my Instagram, at Ashlin. Be sure to tune in this next Tuesday for the third part of mine and Richard E. Nisbet's conversation on reasoning errors in his book. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Now, go have an awesome weekend, and I will see you next time on Bed Letter. Bed Letter.